Last night we filmed the first episode of the new volume of The Voice Memo Sessions, which is an old project idea we had to just go through all of our songs in kind of a broken down format. And we were originally going to film that episode two years ago. Was it that long? No, no, no. A year It couldn't ago. have been. No, it was it, when we first got back was, from it was, Colorado. It was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Is it the Piatnik's house? At the Piatnik's house when we were borrowing their like side house for a studio. And when we got back, when we got to there, we had just moved back from Colorado. And we decided to try to film it. And as soon as we were started filming it, we were like, hold on a second. We came back from Colorado to set up our own studio and actually produce studio versions of music. Right. And so why are we now spending all of this time just going right back to making acoustic versions of everything and broken down live format? So luckily, we had the wherewithal, the willingness to just abandon the plan that we had made, basically. Yeah, but we were still trying to figure everything out. Uh, we didn't end up recording very much, and I don't want to just step on the foot of like everything we did at the Pionics, but <laughs> um, the voice note sessions, it felt like it it should have happened. Like we did have a couple of good ideas with it, but if we had done it, it would have been much more out of obligation than than anything else because I I wasn't really enjoying the idea of doing it there. Mm-mm. Plus, a number of the songs on Volume 3 are, um, well, they're going to be challenging to They relearn. needed some work. They need work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the next one is Don't Stop the Rain. Yeah. My mom's favorite song to this day. <laughs> and, to your chagrin. <laughs> yep. But it's been like two or three years, and uh, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy learning it again. Yeah. You know, it has it has really cool piano parts, and, and I put a lot of time into writing it when I first did so, I'm happy we're doing the voicemail sessions volume three now. That we, that we gave it time because last night when we were filming everything for nothing left, it it felt right. It, it felt, felt fun. Good. Yeah, I was having a great time filming it. By the end of it, we were really tired, but it didn't stop being a good time. Yeah, because you know, had we just gone immediately into it and kind of pressed into the obligation that we felt to do do it as soon as we got back. There would have been nowhere near the amount of, I guess, inspiration. And I think you could feel it when like, people will be able to feel it when they see the video. Yeah, I think people will be able to feel it too when they watch the video. But it helps that we were out at, at a hot tub just like jumping around and doing different fun things. I mean, yeah, I don't know how much was inspiration and how much, much was us just being goofballs. But Right. But that's the thing is like when we first started filming it like a year and a half ago, we didn't have any of that. We, we like our mindset was just like, oh, well, we said we were going to do this. So let's just set up the cameras and, and film it. And we it wanted to make a shift. I remember that we wanted professionalism. It was like, if we're going to do voicemail sessions, volume three, I know we started out the voicemail sessions just wanting to document things. But now it feels like it feels like a waste of time. And we need to figure out how to be professional videographers and film this really well and and, and just all this stuff that I think was a bit misleading, like the spirit, the nature of voice memo sessions is not that thing that's going to get millions of people excited. The nature of it is documentarian. Yeah. Of, of the process. There just aren't, the population of the world isn't just like looking for some band 
that has written a hundred songs and is going to write a hundred more to just listen to all 100 of their songs, Mm -hmm. the good, the bad, the ugly, and like become a part of that team or family. Like just go on the journey with you. No, that's, that's a lot of people are just, you know, hopping on for a quick little ride. Yeah. And, and that's why the voice memo sessions is, it's like that mentality of if it helps one person, it's worth it. It's something that I enjoy doing and I had to get back to that mentality. Um, Like, why do I enjoy doing this? Mm -hmm. It's fun to document our journey and talk about our past writing songs and revisiting the ideas of what was going on in high school and middle school. And that's fun for me. And I'm sure that there's someone out there like me that, um, you know, I'm a fan of Coldplay or Red Hot Chili Peppers or whatever a fan to the point where if they came out with a YouTube channel and the band members themselves were sharing every song linearly written, I would I would binge watch that as if like who even knows what I would learn, but I would trust that I'm going to get something from this. I'm, especially as a songwriter, I would want to watch their songwriting journey. It's like the ultimate documentary. Yeah. And that's kind of what I like to think I'm making for someone out there that might one day be trying to write songs and happens to like the music we've made. Give people a peek into our process that other bands have never even approached to the level of which other brands. Yeah, we're being extreme with (laughs) documenting everything. But that's the next thing that I feel I've been really obligated to is staying the way that I've been. Like... Mm keeping this style for spondiferous of what's that uh, of try <laughs> of trying so <laughs> what style yeah like we don't have style <laughs> of trying so hard to appear like two normal guys we're normal we're humans we're just, too we're just dudes being bros <laughs> like like as if hey look at all this success we've had but you could do it too cuz we <laughs> We did it and we're just normal. Right. But it's like, that's not, I'm more and more sure every day that is not how you build a brand in the music industry. Yeah. You don't want to appear normal to build your brand in music. You want to make some sort of an image. And I would, I, I think this comes from a, an inner desire that some of my favorite bands that have made an amazing image for themselves, like have been icons. Right. I wish that at the end of that awesomeness, they were to have started a YouTube channel or done something that just showed you how human they were. Right. After like being a music god, they were to just be like... You wish. Like a teacher. You know, you get to know them. They show you all their secrets. And like that would be really fun. But would they have ever become the legend that they became if... they started out with that. If they started out being a teacher and sharing all their secrets and... Because it's yeah. also pretty like being transparent, pretty forward thinking, and not necessarily a good way. Usually, that's a good thing. Um, where you know, you said you mentioned, look at all the success we had. That it's not like we think where we're at right now is like such a successful position. No, <laughs> it's, no, it's it's looking forward, saying hopefully we get to that one day, and then we can say, look at, back at what all we did. All it is is forward thinking. Yeah. 
Um, it's imagining that one day we're Coldplay, mm-hmm. which is funny because right. <laughs> we do not, we've already proven to ourselves in the last year, we don't know how to do what they do. Right. We thought four years ago, by now, we would have like figured it out. Right. And now we're like, whoa, the only answer to this is pressing in like crazy. It's the kind of thing that the more you learn, the more you know that you don't know. Yeah, yeah. And you have to kind of eat, sleep, breathe just like live this lifestyle of musician, songwriter, producing, recording, so that you're constantly learning and able to use what you learn. And But yeah, I would love to flip our Instagram on its head. Not not feel obligated to stay the, with the identity that we've had so far. Yeah, like TikTok is working out really well for us being raw, like raw content. That's what it's kind of centered around. It feels like it really feels like it. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I make a dinky little video on my phone and it gets like a million views and I'm like, well, I don't know why that got a million <laughs> yeah. views, but I'm happy. Yeah. You know, that was a lot of fun. And now people are asking us for merch and asking us for, and we need to get it. <laughs> we need to get it. <laughs> um, but Instagram is like, You'll put the same video on Instagram and it'll get nowhere near the amount, which is kind of also, you know, Instagram doesn't have the same level of exposure that TikTok has. But we're A-B comparing my videos that are, are dinky for TikTok and just like like spastic fun and I'm playing a new instrument to your videos that are more produced and you're sharing a production you've been working on and yours gets 10 times the views than mine on, on Instagram, Instagram. On Instagram. But it'll get like 50 times less on TikTok. And so it's it's really understanding those different kinds of yeah, the, content. Yeah, what people are expecting on each platform. But I just, I, I'd like to lean in to changing our image or to even making an image. It's like Art, Arctic Monkeys story of being big in their country before they were big worldwide. And they were like us. They were just dudes from their country, whichever one it was. Right. And UK. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone loved their sound. Mm-hmm. But then they wanted to figure out how to break out and get known in America and other places. Or maybe they wanted to or their 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 label. Their label or right. someone. And so there was this push to do that and all they did was grease up their hair and wear black and wear leather and, and black jeans and all this stuff. All they did was com- commit to the bit. <laughs> and then the whole world was like, dear Lord, look at this band and their great sound. Like, we noticed them. Mm-hmm. They already had an awesome sound. They released another awesome album. And and the, the world was able to recognize them as some sort of an icon. You know, um, you see images of them and you... Kind of the point is that you don't see them as five people. You see them as five artists. You see them as five potential geniuses or creators, people that have made something. You see them larger than they really are. Yeah, people that have made something that that have made you feel something. So you have a pretty deep connection with this image of a group, not with the people themselves. And that's what I'd love to figure out, separating out for us. How can we not let go of who we are on YouTube and TikTok, but completely let go of who we are on, on Instagram and Spotify. Right, no, and understand the purpose for each, like like we said earlier, the purpose for each platform. Because like initially when you say let go of being real and being seen as a human being, most people would be like, what? That's not good. <laughs> but 
in reality, yeah. that's that's how it all operates, and and that's not letting go of authenticity. That's not letting go of genuineness. One, because you still have that on the appro- in the appropriate places. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we kind of begun to understand, you know, Spotify isn't a place that we're supposed to put the voice memo sessions. It's not a place for all of the raw documentation. Spotify is a, a cur- carefully curated canvas of our best foot forward. Can you believe that a year ago you could have gone to our Spotify, you know, like, oh, who's this band? I want to check them out. And you go to Voice Memo Sessions Volume 2, kind of cool looking, and you click on the first song. Intro. <laughs> called Intro, and it's us talking yeah. in the dumbest manner. Like, and I'm pretty sure we redid it because you wanted to script it. Because <laughs> I wanted to script it. And it, it. sounded scripted. It didn't help. No. It was arguably worse. And yeah, that doesn't belong on Spotify at all. Um, so I have an idea for our Instagram that I think would be good for taking this first step forward in, in, in making an image. And because we don't know how to make an image for ourselves, it's basically an exercise that anyone could do. And it's taking all of our favorite albums just choosing one at a time. And like once or twice a week, we do a photo shoot where we're just trying to remake their album art. And like the first one that comes to mind is one of my top five favorite albums ever. Uh, Jack Johnson's first album, Brush Fire Fairy Tales. With the, the rain in the background. Yeah, the to jacket. try to fake the rain. Okay. With the blue rain jacket. Um... And then we could even do a hashtag or something that tries to get other people to do the same thing. And then it's it's like the art, like drawing art side of Instagram where somebody draws something and then there's there's some sort of hashtag. It says something like do this in your style. Okay. And then tons of people, you know, redo it. Right. Um I don't know if that would take off because I see a lot less people just going and like doing a photo shoot. But maybe. Yeah. So so the purpose of that is to just try to get people to join in. No, no. Sorry. I made it sound like that. The purpose primarily is just for us to get used to doing photo shoots. Oh, okay. So to it's help to us build. doing photo shoots. Yeah. To, to figure out where do we go to we buy don't, we don't clothes do for photo this. Shoots. We, don't, we don't do any sort of branding. And so learning other people's branding is your your. It would be fun. Yeah. Uh, people on Instagram would probably like it and think it's fun. Yeah. And as a completely secondary thing that actually doesn't even really matter is getting other people involved in like them doing the photo shoot, opening it up to them because maybe that would be fun. But it's like what we really need out of this is learning how to do photo shoots. Yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, what, what was it? Like Queen's photo shoot where they did the four faces and... Right. In like really harsh black and white lighting or, or or from that song, what was it, Phil Collins? The I Can Feel It Coming in the Air Tonight. Yeah. One of the greatest songs ever. Oh yeah. Like his album artwork. It's just it seems so doable, especially for two guys that know their way around a camera. Mm-hmm. No, I like that idea. Yeah, we could definitely do that. Um another thing that we've struggled with in regards to obligation though is we write a lot, and in writing, we wind up with a lot of different versions of the same song. And 
for a long time. That's kind of how the voice memo sessions was birthed. For yeah. a long time, we wanted everybody to hear every version that we had. Which quickly got old. Yeah, even when we were doing the voice memo sessions, we had original version and what it became. <laughs> well, because it, it got old for us is even what I mean. Like It was like, why would anyone else care about this if we aren't even into this? <laughs> right, right. And so yeah. we would write a song with five different versions and trying to release and perfect all five. And we even did that with, with Hello Brother, where we had three different versions, like the demo version, the acoustic version, and the mm -hmm. full version. And we were like, well, we don't know which one's necessarily the best, and so let's just release all of them. Yeah. And that ties in again to what we were talking about earlier of knowing what we're actually trying to get across, the picture that we're trying to get across. Yeah. And being able to commit to the decisions that we actually do make. Yeah, I feel like what I've learned out of all of that is that if you have a song, which is both the music and the lyrics, you can strip away and change the music all day long. Mm -hmm. If you strip away and change the lyrics, all of a sudden it's a different song. And so if we take a song like Little Man or, or Hello Brother, or My Hands Have Built a Temple, God bless that song. Um, <laughs> and it's 50 versions. <laughs> it's 50 versions. Um, what anyone is probably interested is just hearing something good. Yeah. Most people don't care about the story behind it, even though there are ones yeah. that do. There are ones that want to hear almost everything. I do. I, but, but do I care about hearing like all five faces of a thing? Mm -hmm. uh, maybe once. Like <laughs> maybe if, just out of curiosity. Like if you've written a hundred songs, show me that once. And we did that in volume. Which volume was Mayans Built This Temple from? I think it was two. The very beginning of two. Well, we actually did it more than once between the first two volumes. I think so. Of voice memo sessions. And so we don't have I don't feel like we have to ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Watch us do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think just learning how to make the decision of what the purely what the best is, be almost vicious with the editing that you make, like have no mercy on things. Yeah, <laughs> have no mercy on things that don't belong there. That's a snake, by the way. If you if you don't, and I don't even know why. I thought it was like Road to El Dorado. Behold the wrath of the gods. But aren't they doing a snake? Maybe. Or is it lightning? I thought that was like lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Little finger lightnings. <laughs> oh, man. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this ridiculousness. But <laughs> that finger lightning probably doesn't make a lot of good images in the mind. Here, just... There you go. That was for the audio media. <laughs> finger lightning ASMR. Okay. We got this. And having no mercy on things that don't belong there. Yeah. So just being willing to cut out things, even if you're emotionally attached to them, if you know that they're not for the best, if they, you know that they don't line up with the brand that you're trying to have. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think that this is such good direction for us. We need to listen to ourselves. <laughs> um, I don't want too much time to go by before we maybe try doing this first photo shoot because it's disciplines like those that... I just, I know they're really going to help us. We could play live. We could live stream that. We could make YouTube videos and keep making TikTok videos. But there are all these other puzzle pieces that you have to be able to fit in to really make this whole image work. Like, 
with all these people watching on TikTok, we need merch to give to them. They, it's amazing. They want to represent our They're brand. They're asking for it. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people on there are interested in like what Spondiferous means or where we came from or like I just want to be able to give them what they are looking for right. with that. What I've always wanted since we were 15 and dreaming about that first dream of being Mumford and Sons and playing on a stage in front of 10,000 people. I had an image in my head. Olin Rogers kind of corrupted us because he was so loving and pure and connected like his and content and, and yeah all that his content on youtube made me think obviously that's the way i want to do content but i'm mixing up markets we're in the music industry right so i stepped so far away from having an image and good marketing because olin rogers would post a video literally titled who cares about titles? And you're like, it's so pure, you know? <laughs> and it derailed me a bit and I'm having to try to get back. I still love him to death. Yeah. That's a funny thing. I, I almost feel like he's my brother, but he has no idea who I am. That's how good he did it. Like his kind of content, even opening up a soda parlor for people to come from all over the world to meet him in person. And he, he was there every, I don't know, like every day, like meeting people. It's He's crazy. a one of one with what he was trying to do. And we thought that we could just take the formula and plug it in to what we were trying to do. Even though it's not even a formula. Right. It's like he got lucky. But what I think we can rely on is this. Good marketing, making an image. And I know we haven't figured out yet what we want our image to be. But um, I'm excited about the idea of this exercise. So we should just slick our hair and wear black? Yes. Okay. For the one photo shoot we do, <laughs> trying to mimic Arctic monkeys. Okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, I don't think that'll ever be our brand, but. Um, and wouldn't that be weird if it was? Well, you know how video also, if if an image is worth a thousand words, video is maybe too much information. Uh huh. Because we can take an image that makes people think a thousand things about us. It. It could even make them feel something about us and build an image. But if we make a video letting people into our personality and our lives and all this stuff, we're really humanizing ourselves. And it's just so funny to think that that's not what we need to move forward as musicians successfully. Mm. Yeah. So we need people to think we're better than we really are. Well, truth be told, (laughs) we need to be better than we are right now. Yeah. And maybe there's even an aspect of humanizing ourselves so much that we're holding ourselves back from taking ourselves seriously. Yeah, when when we do all this documenting, and specifically with the documenting of things that we know aren't up to snuff, aren't up to what we know we can make now, and so almost as like an overly compensating thing. We say, hey, we know this is bad and we just crap all over it, but it's like, we're still releasing it anyway. Yeah. If it's that, if that's the case, then we need to just not release it and just make better things. Yes, yeah. And whenever we try to capture what like the killers has captured in their awesome sounds, like how is it they've made music that's so exciting? When we go to the production studio, I feel that we're often like, 
but that's not us. You know, we're not yeah. we're not the people that go like, <laughs> with drums. Like, right. that's not us. But it's like that is going to blow someone's head off and make them feel so excited. That's why you we're know? working on getting, uh, we're going to get tattoos. Think of the stadium. Think of the stadium. That's right. <laughs> Can't wait for that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, huh. all right. Yeah, that's good.